All right. So full disclosure, this is a take two because we recorded an entire intro and then I realized my recording wasn't recording. Uh, <laughs> so welcome to the luck we had a shameless recap podcast. We didn't even say that last time. No, we did. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing our inner, we were doing our monologues before the episode, like always. <laughs> Right, we were like, we're justifying why this episode didn't come out, quote unquote, on time. Yeah, we're abandoning that yeah. um, model. Like, we're going to try to stick to the every two weeks to keep us consistent, but especially coming up to episodes that I've never seen before or that yeah. I've only watched once. I I have definitely only watched season five one time. For like, real? I've only watched it one time. Yeah. Oh my God. I watched my favorite episodes, like the Ian kidnapping Yiv episode. Oh, okay, but like, but like 502, 503, like. I've only watched it once because every other season I would rewatch before a new season started mm. and season five ended and I went, fuck you, goodbye. And I left <laughs> you said, forever. I'm not a viewer anymore. <laughs> I've rewatched it so many times. No, dude, I've watched that entire series too many times. We said in our previous recording uh, that we had to end up deleting because nothing recorded <laughs> that we're going to be taking our time with the episodes from now on because it is more fun to listen to when we have more fun recording it. Exactly. So we're not rushing. We're not trying to get out at a certain time. We're not trying to overlook things we maybe want to say. No, we're going to take our sweet time and enjoy every bit of it. And I feel like you also will be able to enjoy it more. Because right, you guys will be like, we're laughing, we're giggling, like <laughs> you guys are being funny. Yeah, because yeah, Lena is a full-time student. Evan works mornings and I work nights. So, like, it is hard. I also, I also work nights. Yeah, and then Lena yeah. also works until, like, 11 p.m. <laughs> Starbucks. It's hard. Uh, we have to, like, this is my one, one of my days off. And I was lucky enough that my new cap on my tooth didn't make my mouth numb for oh, a few yeah. hours. So we can yeah. record today. That was That was very lucky. My store is getting ventilation put in this week, so I have off for the next four days, which is slay. I'm on spring break, so I'm off for But I believe, honestly, waiting a few weeks between episodes is going to be fine now because um, this is Emily. This is Emily. And then all of season five is like banger after banger mm, after banger. Mm, and mm, then a mm. flop right at the end there. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's banger for the first like 45 minutes. And then the last five minutes are like, what crying, is going on sobbing. here? Flop. Flop. Um, not unlike apparently the finale of Euphoria yesterday. Oh my um, God. Don't awful. even get me started. Started. <laughs> no, well, we're gonna Evan, have to bring it up. You'll see in the notes. We're gonna have to discuss a little euphoria this week. We got a little. Later. We got a little cameo. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I watched. I watched the finale of Euphoria and last week's episode. But I have not been watching. I've never seen anything past the first three episodes. I just know what Twitter thinks is important for me to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, Righteous Gemstones, the time slot after Euphoria, fucking rocked their season finale. And you guys Hell should yeah. all be watching it because Danny McBride and his team, I think, are pretty genius this time around. They've made questionable questionable content in the past. This one's good, though. I also, you guys are out here watching shows that are currently on television. I'm in a comfort rewatch of The West Wing right now. And been... it wasn't until I got to one of the most traumatizing episodes when the title card came up at the end with the producers of the show that I saw John fucking Wells no. was a producer on The West Wing. Is he even working anymore? No. He probably took his shameless money and said, fuck y'all. Yeah, for real. <laughs> 
I literally have only been watching It's Always Sunny recently, and I don't know what's going on with my brain, and I feel sick in the head, but it's great. <laughs> no, I've been I've been rewatching Workaholics a lot, especially because they're all involved in other projects right now. So they're my actually podcasts out... be, do be entertaining. So I'll be watching they're, that. <laughs> they're eating it up. Oh yeah, they're they're <laughs> eating it up. Workaholics podcast. They're eating it up. Like. I don't know. These the men. The Luck We Had podcast is eating it the up. The Luck We Had podcast but... is eating it up. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot get enough of these little white guys. Oh, speaking of, I want to shout out to the one the one person who has bought our merchandise. Yeah, so I saw that. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. I'm going to pull up their uh, their mess, their Instagram because I have them in our messages. Um, buy, buy our merch, the crewnecks. I 100% recommend. They are super duper soft. Yep, they are really, really nice shirts. That is not to say... That we're not gonna love you if you don't because because no, money is but Kevin shout but... out to Kevin yeah Kevin oh hey Kevin Kevin he's at Kevin Devin eleven on Instagram Ooh, shout out to Kevin for for ordering a shirt I'm currently wearing my Luck We Had shirt if you guys want a Luck We Had shirt the link is in the bio of our Instagram and our Twitter it's in our link tree it's a it's a bonfire campaign so you order the shirt and then when the campaign's over you get shipped the shirt. We l- you love to see it. And when you buy your shirt, some it takes a little bit to ship, like about a month. So sometimes you might forget, and then it might show up in your door. And guess what? You have a little surprise, and it's your luck we had merch. A so little surprise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you bought for yourself. <laughs> and then if you want a sticker of Lena's beautiful, sexy design, or of the beautiful, sexy design of our logo, you message our Instagram, and we get you a fucking sticker, babe. Like, let's do it. Oh, I will get you a sticker. And why? Why do you want to stick with this podcast? Because why is this podcast so important? It is because we cover episodes like today's episode, mm. season four, episode 11, fucking Emily. Emily. Emily! Fun fact. So the airing date of this episode is March 30th, 2014. Lena, mm-hmm. where were we that date? <laughs> we were in Dude, Florida. Were we at Playlist Live. We were at Playlist Live in Florida. That Me and Lena so were at the funny. same convention, yet we weren't friends yet. So <laughs> never met each other. I don't even think we'd ever spoken. Maybe we followed each other, but we never actually we become friends until afterwards. Mm-hmm. When I think you guys said that for the last episode, so you you went in March, but March thirtieth was like when the convention was. It is that true? Yeah, it was, like, the end of March, so I think it was, like, 28th, 29th, 30th, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, Is that the convention where you see, met Zoe? Live. Yeah, that's where I met Zoe and your parents. <laughs> I also met uh, Amanda's sister who designed our beautiful logo and her parents there yeah. because the, uh, they came to Florida as well. Yeah, fun fact, Evan has met my parents, but I've never met Evan yeah, in person. Me and Amanda have been friends for, like, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast together for two almost years. two years now, and we've never met in person. <laughs> We're going None to. Of us. I'm going to make a bus up to your <laughs> ass at some point. All right. Well, don't you live Wait, like, you... around Philly? Mm-hmm. I do. Philly's only I an hour away from the Philly area. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm out here. I was trying to look up the actual date of Playlist Live 2014, but for some reason, it straight up is not existing on the internet. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> it. All right. I guess not. Are we ready? Take a deep breath. Get settled ready in. Rock, We're ready, ready to discuss the episode <laughs> of episodes. The one in this series. Fucking Emily. We really hope it lives up to the hype because wow. Wow, 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 this episode. And it was written by our lovely and talented Nancy M. Pimentel. Mm. This is her. And also written by Lisa Morales, our girl, oh, savior girl. of season four. Queen. <laughs> 
Nancy, this is her 11th of 27 episodes she writes on through the series. I'm not going to name them all. That's in, that's an <laughs> insane thing to do. She also, including the Hall of Shames, she's written 30 episodes. And she was also a producer on the entire series. Nancy gets her bag with Shameless. She is Wait, shameless. There were five Hall of Shames, though, right? So she wrote, Nancy wrote on three of them. She wrote Ian and Mickey, Kevin, Kevin B. B. And did she write... Debbie Carl Lamb, or did she write Lip, or did Fiona? She, Fiona, she wrote Fiona's. That makes yeah. sense to me. That yeah, threw her ass under the bus. <laughs> what were they supposed to do? <laughs> I know, but still, it's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that con- the concept of the dating thing was kind of weird. It to was me. so. <laughs> Speaking of actors leaving the show, um, the Goldbergs, the show The Goldbergs is in, in the last few episodes of its series, and the guy that plays the dad walked off. Didn't Jeff Garland get fired? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't no, think he, he didn't, walked off. He didn't get he fired. fired. He quit. Really? Because he was told he was told to, like, rein in his language around some of the women on set, so he quit. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, so now you don't even have- He's the dad on the show. The show is about to end. The Goldbergs, Goldbergs reaching euphoria behind the scenes level <laughs> drama. Damn, so you freaking lose Roseanne and now freaking the Goldberg. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, no. The Goldbergs, the new one, isn't like a reboot of the old one. The cast is totally different. If anything, I, I thought it was worried. the dad from the original one, right? No, it's not. No, it's what not are a reboot. you guys are talking about? The Connors. The Goldbergs is not related to Roseanne at all. Oh, I thought I was talking about the Connors. And the dad on the Connors is. John Goodman. Okay, I just yeah. had a stroke. I thought that I for some I thought the Connors and the Goldbergs were the same thing. I do apologize. No. I do not watch television. I apologize. But John Goodman is an American treasure and a wonderful man as far as I know. I've never met him. Um but he could he could be my grandpa. He's Fred Flintstone. Um Yeah. I Jeff apologize. Garland, you would know Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's what you would know Jeff gotcha, Garland gotcha. from. Okay. Yeah. He does kind of look like John Goodman though. I'll give him that one. Anyway, Lisa Morales is the other writer on this episode. This is her sixth of 11 writing credits on the series. Seven as a staff writer, four as a story editor. She did 403, like father, like daughter. 405, there's the rub. 406, Iron City. 407, Jailbird, Invalid, Martyr, etc. 408, Hope Springs Paternal. This one, motherfucking Emily. And 412, Lazarus. She was a story editor on 508 Uncle Carl, 509 Carl's for Sentencing, 511 Southside Rules, 510 Southside Rules, and 511 Drugs Actually. She carried this season on her back. Oh, yeah. And she dipped out right before that season five finale, and it shows. She was was literally like, I'm out of (laughs) here. She was like, I tried. I'm not going to watch it flop. (laughs) This episode was directed by, this episode was brilliantly directed, directed by Anthony Hemingway. This is the fourth of seven episodes he has directed. He did 205 Father's Day, 302 The American Dream, 306 Cascading Failures, this one, 506 Crazy Love, 611 Sleep No More, and 802 Where's My Mouth. 611 and 802 are both very good episodes. I know you haven't seen them either, but they are both iconic. No, episodes. Where's My Meth is a really Where's My Meth is really so fucking good. good. Episode. And then Sleep No More is just a very dramatic lead up to a very dramatic I for- season 6 I think finale. I forget what happens in Sleep No More, but I'm Amanda, yeah, I think you were It really is like it is setting up uh if you remember, it is setting up the reveal at Fiona's 
Oh, wedding. fuck. It, it, it sets oh, up that, that reveal. Amanda. I think that's the episode. I think that's the episode with, where's my, that's my pork chop. That's my pork chop. Dude, me and Lita <laughs> had an inside joke of where, like, I was just like, that, where's my pork chop? It's oh. not even really an inside joke because it was just, it was just a it was thing just in a the episode. Big thing. <laughs> and it was so goddamn funny. Where's my pork chop? <laughs> okay. The synopsis of this episode of Emily is. Fiona is hauled away to a correctional facility. Bitch spends the entire episode on a fucking bus. She really does. Frank wakes up from his operation. Ian crashes Mickey's son's christening. Amanda's parents bribe Lip to stay away. Oh, and DCFS makes an unexpected visit. I will say I do feel like Fiona is a bit sidelined in this episode, but I do think that her absence carries more weight. Yeah. Because you can feel it. Specifically because of Frank's plot line that... if anything, her absence makes more sense. Yeah. Mm. I think they did just enough with Fiona in this episode. They they keep her at a distance because, like, there isn't really much to tell about her story right now, but they keep her around, too. Right. Nothing's happening with her. Because they're yeah. actually like, following how the days work for her storyline. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and just, like, how Manana's life is in prison. It's like, yeah, that's kind of just what's going on with her. Yeah. The previously on was done by Kev while cleaning the alibi bathroom. It was actually, it was pretty great previously on. And previously on Shameless, Svetlana has threatened Mickey with Terry. Mickey and Kev are beefing. Sheila wants to adopt her ex-boyfriend's kids. Frank was dying and got married and got a new liver. Amanda and Lip are fake dating to scare her parents. Carl is dating Bonnie, who lives in a van with her family. (laughs) Debbie is beefing with Maddie's new girlfriend. Fiona violated probation and is going to jail. Snaps all around. Title sequence. And we, like, this episode is so brilliantly directed. It's so good. We open on a prison bus driving down the highway. Again, it looks cold. Oh my God. Everything about it looks cold. I was about to say that. I was like, I feel cold watching that. Just like what they're wearing. It's ice white. It's white. It's like the, the. It's just gray, and you can see their breath on the bus. Like, you know, like, a metal fucking school bus at the, in the ass crack of dawn, like, going yeah. to school? They're all just in their matching, matching prison-issued, like, brown jackets brown jump with a hat. It's so, like, it looks so cold. The coloring works wonders with that. Um, We open on a prison bus driving down the highway. She's headed about three hours away to prison. Her seatmate stabbed a pregnant lady. That's why she's there. Uh, things are going great for Fiona. The way They're the going really lady well. goes, she was like, uh, "So I stabbed I, I didn't, her a little bit. I didn't know she was pregnant. Oops." And I was like, "Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah." I mean, and Fiona never had to go to prison. Prison. She spent time in county county jail, county prison, or whatever. This mm-hmm. is state yeah. penitentiary. Yeah. Um, she's so gone she's, for ninety days. She's freaking terrified. I would be too. Um, so Sammy and Chucky are visiting Frank in the hospital and the hospital also has a really good coldness to it. Like Mm -hmm. not physically cold, but like that fluorescent lighting look. The episode coloring is like, it makes you want to wear a jacket. Someone just turned turned the saturation down to like 40% or something. (laughs) Yeah. They were like that little slider bar in iMovie. They were like, pew! Except for in like a couple of scenes and that, and it makes the color in those scenes pop so well. Specifically, I think- the Debbie scenes. Yeah. yeah. And the church, well, the church up. scene too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have a lot to say about the church scene, mm-hmm. but they turned the blue filter up on that one. They were like, <laughs> 
So Sammy and Chucky are visiting Frank, and then we meet Emily. Uh. Emily is a little girl who needs a new heart, and she's Frank's new roommate, and she is going to emotionally devastate us. Okay, but, like, the little one-liners between, like, Chucky, Sammy, Emily, and Emily's mom are so funny in this scene. Well, because isn't <laughs> yeah. the mom, like, do not air out our dirty laundry? And then Sammy's like, oh, please, our laundry's the dirtiest of them all. <laughs> yeah. Because the girl's, like, uh, Chucky's, like, someone asks, like, is that your dad? And she was like, my dad left. He left when I got she sick. She said that with her whole chest. She, she was like, like my dad left like, when we got sick. <laughs> Mama says men can't handle tragedy. And then the mom's like, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> and that establishes something so relevant to this is that Emily doesn't have a dad to cling to. And that comes into play later in the episode. And like, Emily is so cool. Emily is like a toned down version of like Sammy and a kid because the mom is like a little bit of a mess, but she's like doing her very best. And well, ugh, just. And that's funny to me because it's like the mom is legit in a pretty bad crisis. Mm-hmm. Sammy, Sammy, yes, yeah, she's in a like they don't have a lot of money, but it's like, girl, you're all healthy, yeah, like yeah. you're all fine. But she's like, Sammy is just like off the rails sometimes. Oh, and the status of Frank is he got his liver transplant, but he just, he hasn't woken up yet. Um, and so they spend the episode trying to wake him up. That's the whole thing. Um, we go over to the Gallagher house. Carl is waking up and sees Mickey asleep in Ian's bed. Ian is working out using the door frame of a room a f- few rooms away. And he's doing, like, pull-ups in the door. I love this because Carl walks up and he starts, like, punching his, like, abdomen. That was <laughs> such a slay. I'll say it. It was so cute. He looked good. He was doing those pull-ups. Carl was like, I'm being funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so Carl asks Ian, Mickey, your boyfriend? And, he, and Ian, like, avoids that answer. Well, because even he doesn't know. We hang out. He's asleep in your bed. Yeah, his family's a nightmare. And then Carl's like, I have a girlfriend. Her family's a nightmare, too. And then he asks if Ian loves Mickey. And Ian says, I like how he smells. And then instead of refuting the do you love him comment, Mickey wakes up and goes, what you asking stupid fucking questions for? <laughs> and I love Carl. He goes, I like you. You were better when you were asleep. <laughs> right. He's like, shut the fuck up. But yeah, no, it's like, it's like, I mean, Ian clarifies later in this scene, are we a couple? Because even he isn't quite sure where they stand yeah. mm-hmm. like he's literally like we hang out we hang I don't out know. <laughs> he's like he's being coy he's not answering carl's questions um and then mickey wakes up and he goes into the bathroom and then carl gives them the information about frank like in case you care and ian's like don't and then ian walks into the bathroom like swinging his arm and stretching it clock that arm stretch people clock it these are fun little symptoms that we get to address later because this is that's the same thing he did when he was looking for fiona with debbie he like rolled his shoulder because his like he had little muscle spasms because fucking method ass cameron like those are symptoms of bipolar disorder like in your muscles and in your body right also because i mean he's got so much energy he's probably working out constantly without proper um like recovery time also mickey looks really good all rumpled and in that gray he's t-shirt like, and yeah in his little boxers gray he's shirt. <laughs> i can't even say i can't even say anything else i'm just like he slays he slays they both look really hot this season and there's no getting around it except for the fact that they have the same goddamn haircut time no that adds to it don't shit out of here <laughs> Curtis, Curtis, get, get the fuck get out the of here! Fuck out of here! <laughs> that is so how I felt. <laughs> <sighs> okay, we're back into it. We're Anyways. back into it. 
So Ian follows Mickey into the bathroom and Mickey tells him, he like gives him the lowdown of his day. He's got to go to his son's christening. He's got to go to Yevgeny's christening. And Ian's like, all right, I'll go too. And Mickey says, no, 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 I will meet you back here later. You don't go. And they tussle a little bit until Mickey pins Ian to the bed. The parallels. Sorry, I had such a question. Jewish girl question. So is a baptism the same thing as a christening? Yes. Yes. Okay. You just get dunked. Your baby gets dunked and they say some words. So at what age is that typically... I think when you're not a baby, it's a baptism, and when you're a baby, it's a christening. Yeah. So, like, toddler age versus infant. So, confirmation. That's by choice? That's a whole thing. You have to, like, go to classes and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so they tussle a little bit, and they, like, pin each other to the wall, and it's super hot. Like, best if you don't, tough guy. Like, the way he said, like... Probably best if you don't, tough guy. Well, it's like, Fuck what off. are you bitches doing? Get a room. Mickey's bangs in his eyes. Ian has whipped his shirt off at some point, and Mickey pins Ian to the bed oh, exactly yeah. like he did the first time they hooked up. Ian Ian took his shirt off because he was like, okay, I'll go change. Like, I'm coming with. And Mickey was like, no. Was and like, then no, Ian no, was no, like, no. okay, I'm about to put you in your goddamn place. <laughs> <laughs> because Ian's having a little bit of a break. Um... And Mickey pins Ian to the bed, and Ian asks, are we a couple? And Mickey, without blinking, says, of course we are. Straight up just answers it, yes, we are. are. We're a couple. Of course we are. And Ian's like, a couple who hides, and Mickey (laughs) doesn't have an answer for that. And he's like, you know what? Let me just go deal with that stupid shit before I deal with your stupid shit. (laughs) And he gets up and leaves. Yeah. Well, Ian, like, he, like, savors that for a moment, being Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're a couple. And then he was like, wait, remembering it, remembering we're a couple that hides. And then isn't Mickey like, hey, it's working out so far so good. Like he's trying to, he's yeah. trying yeah. to reason with him. And then Ian's like, I'm kind of sick of it. It's like, girl, girl. <laughs> Although I will, I will analyze this when we get to like the actual scene later, but like Ian's frustration with being a mistress, like there's so much there. There is a um, lot there. And then it's also like, you can kind of understand it because not just like the mania, but his past trauma, but then you're like. Ian, can you have one fucking, like, like, no, he can't have any empathy because he's manic. He doesn't, yeah. it, like, it's not, not it's in not his not right mind. Way. Right, and it's, I feel like yeah. if Ian nowadays, or Ian on his meds or just whatever, would, would totally, I feel like, yeah. be a little more Stable Ian. Yeah, sta- stabilized Ian would be very accommodating. And then we go to Lip's dorm. Amanda has been watching Liam while Lip is at work, because she's nice, and she's also looking up for his grades but they haven't been posted yet and there's really brilliant framing here with the camera of the playpen while amanda slides off of lip's bed and gets on her knees to blow lip like the framing just works out really well with liam just asleep yeah on the other it's bed. like not only does it hide the fact that not only does it they don't have to do like any actual nudity but it is this kind of funny joke of like there's a kid in here <laughs> like like, it's, like, right in our faces. Yeah, there's literally a child in here. Liam's been subjected to this shit so much. And I like that he goes to take his hairnet off because he came right from work. And she's like, no, 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 keep that on. I'm on my knees. You have a hairnet on. Even playing field here. <laughs> but it's like, girl, you being on your knees is just a matter of, like, convenience. But so he says while she's down there that he can't make dinner with her parents like he'd promised because he has to get some more hours to help keep the lights on at home. And she gets pissed off and says that he is not a man of his word and, like, storms out of the room. 
<laughs> I love that. Right? Well, it's like, girl, you're literally taking care of his little brother right now. Like, you are witnessing He literally this struggle. is trying not to get his power shut off. Like, there's not, like, she didn't have any consideration for him literally having to house a bunch of minors at, when he's away at school. Yeah, no, no, no. And I don't, I don't understand how they didn't arrive at that conclusion sooner of, like, do you want to piss off my parents? I should take them to what your house really looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they eventually arrived to that conclusion of, like, oh, we'll just not like, I wasn't supposed to put on airs anyway, and in fact, my life is kind of a shit show. We should totally have them around. Why did they not arrive there earlier? Listen, They're both smart. I guess because, like, I guess, like, with everything going on, it makes sense why he just didn't want to invite them to the house. Because, like, why would they go to her partner's house? I guess, yeah, extra, extra but stress. I, but they intentionally go yeah. there instead of going to, like, a restaurant because they're like, ooh, we can work this into things. But, like... Homegirl, you are watching Liam right now. Like, what? Where, where was he supposed yeah. to go when you guys were gonna go to dinner? <laughs> like, oh no, didn't they? No, didn't he make a joke about that? He was like, "We're we'll tell your parents." That oh we're yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. yeah. They were totally gonna bring Liam. So at school, Debbie is dealing with the stupid, horrible girls again, and then we meet Woo! Henry, an actual age-appropriate crush for Debbie to have. And she gets all flustered when he looks over at her and he knows her name. And yeah, that is the kid from Euphoria that did the holding up for a hero um, dance. Yes, it is. I went and Googled his name. The actor is Austin Abrams. He is a phenomenal man. He he also played um, the hacker Adderall kid in Silicon Valley. The kid who he was he basically his thing was he was talked up to be this amazing hacker coder. um, And then the team found out that he he didn't hack Bank of America. He was interning for them and accidentally screwed up a line of code that took down their whole server. <laughs> and then just kind of leaned into that That's whole so thing. That's so funny. He also, um, he was in uh, Walking Dead, too. He's the reason why Carl got his eye blown out. I heard about that, too. They were like, oh, shit. Fucking Ethan no, that, that scene was so funny. Rick literally got made, like, said fuck him and then made him get eaten by zombies. It was really funny. I didn't watch it. I just Googled it, but... Um, Austin Abrams, great character. He was also in This Is Us. He plays, like, the abusive boyfriend in This Is Us of the one character. But also, shout out to this kid for playing a high schooler in 2014 and playing a high school in 2022. I googled, <laughs> so he's 24. He's 24, so he was... Yeah, it's like, no, he was actually of age to play a high schooler. <laughs> like, it's not like it was weird the way it was when yeah. they had <laughs> Debbie dating Neil. Yeah, no, he looks like a high schooler in this. He's not a 24-year-old as of now playing a high schooler on Euphoria. Right. Wait, okay, actually, quick question. How old was Zach Perlman when when he played Neil and him and Debbie were dating? That's a good question. You guys, I have no idea who that is. I don't think, Amanda, no I don't think is. you got to that plot line, but... I wonder how I mean, Noel, Noel was in his mid-20s when acting with a 16-year-old Cam. That's true. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's why they didn't That's why they didn't have them kiss or anything. But it's like, dang, that was like, it's kind of weird the way teenage casting yeah. works like that. But anywho, uh, yeah, so he, that little shit from Euphoria is uh, flirting with Debbie. And that's going to develop in this episode. Sheila comes to visit Frank at the hospital. Sheila is still fully insane. She got the kids, has the kids with her, brings them to the hospital. Just a whole fucking gaggle of kids. There's like six of them, right? (laughs) Yeah. 
She's in her unhinged era, and that's the best way to watch Joan Cusack work. I love that for her. Isn't there a scene at some point, maybe in the next episode, where she's actually at the reservation? Yeah. Talking to the adoption council? Okay, um, that might be the next episode. Because I was like, we did not see the actual adoption process. She gets all up in Frank's face and even, like, climbs up on the bed to try to wake him up. And Sammy has to be the one to be like, uh, no. Like, when Sammy is the rational voice in the room. Because she, like, gets on top. She's like, Frank, we have some business to get up to. She's kind of, like, trying to get all these kids. She was like, and Sammy's like, like, Sammy's like, there's children here. (laughs) And then Emily, isn't she, like, also, like, peeping in? Or is this... Oh, yeah, Emily and her mom are sitting there. She very there. abruptly, like, like, removes the she, curtain. Yeah, her and her mom, she very abruptly, like, pulls the curtain aside and, like, puts her little two cents in about whatever they're talking and about. And Emily's mom is like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to eavesdrop. It's just, that's a curtain. Like, it's not a wall. <laughs> but uh, the super, the, the kids are adorable, especially that one little girl. Oh, my God. They the suggest girl. doing a dance, a Native American dance that they learned at school, like, for healing to help Frank wake up. And Emily's like, I wish I could go to school. Oh. It's so sad, but it's also like, girl, keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you just like saying shit? How old is oh. she? Like ten? I think I think she's like eight or nine. She probably maybe. hasn't hung out with a lot of kids her age. No, yeah, it is really sad. But the the way she says it, it's like, who asked you? She like is like. I wish I could go to school. I wish I could go to school. I think we all sing. (laughs) And then we go over to Mickey walking up to the church where Yevgeny is being christened. His brother and his uncle, I think it might might be like Iggy and an uncle, are hanging up a banner welcoming Terry home from prison. And he goes, sign looks like shit. And they're like, it's been used a lot. (laughs) Uh, I miss Iggy. I miss Iggy. (laughs) What do you guys think he's up to? Uh, probably not the act, not the actor, the character. Oh, Iggy? oh, dead. What do you think he's up to? Chilling. Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> probably dead. Prison. Right. Prison. And then we get oh, the iconic shot of Mickey walks in the door of the church, and that iconic fucking shot of that ca- cathedral stained glass of him walking up the aisle, that like purple hued cathedral stained glass. Oh, it's so fucking One gorgeous. of the most colorful scenes. This shit scene. is like a movie. <laughs> oh, him in that pressed black shirt. Yeah. Ugh. Tucked into the dark jeans and like, it's just the purple stained glass. Like, oh God, it's so he good. Struts, he's like and the way he moves. <laughs> He got that little bow-legged walk. I love it. I love. I think about this shot all the fucking time. I think about it every day. <laughs> Mickey says, he's like, why the fuck haven't we started yet? Because Svetlana is waiting up with the priest. And he's like, oh, is that who we're waiting for? She's like, no, it's my piece of shit husband. And they, Mickey's like, get the, t- get the christening started. Terry's not going to give a shit. We don't have to wait for him to get here. And she goes, no, he gives shit. He tells me. And then we find out Svetlana talks to Terry Every day. And you can see that look on Mickey's face. Oh, yeah, she's like, like She's like, we talk often. We become quite close. And he goes, and he oh, goes, God, are you going to start fucking him again, too? Yes. And the priest is like, I'm really sorry. We have to start. I have a funeral soon. Like, we have to. And she goes, no, we must wait. Whole family must be here for baptism. And Mickey goes, or what? It didn't really happen? She, she said to witness baptism. Yeah, she's like, the whole family must be here to witness baptism. And he goes, or what? It it didn't really happen. (laughs) (laughs) Noel and 
Nolan and Isadora work so well together. It's so beautiful. He is a goddamn cartoon character. <laughs> and then he we is. hear the church door is open, and Svet's like, oh, see, it's good we wait. But it's not Terry, it's Ian. Ian, who is expressly told not to come, has come strutting into the christening. she's like, what is he doing here? And Mickey's yeah. like, I don't fucking know. She was like, I told him not to come. Well, it's also yeah. like the, the mania. Like, he's so overconfident. He's like, there is no way that this could go bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Or, or he's, he's like, right. let it go bad. Let it explode. Let oh, it, yeah, yeah. He's too angry to even care. And they do the baptism while Mickey, like, stands up there with his arms crossed. He can't look at Svetlana. He can't look at the baby. But he keeps glancing over to Ian just to, like, check on him. Because, like, why the fuck are you here? And I like oh, this yeah. note that you put. I feel like this is an appropriate time to remind everyone that Mickey is supposed to be 19 and Ian is 17. Like, they are babies they themselves are going through very adult situations. Like, I'm old. I'm I'm 21 now. and I'm like I'm what almost the 20 fuck? and I'm like and I'm like I can't even imagine going through what he's going through right now. Yeah. And like like Noel's really consistent with the way he interacts with the baby. He can't Mickey can't look at this kid. It's too much trauma. It's too much. He His can't. back is always turned to Svetlana when she's holding that baby. Yeah. I also wonder like okay, they do kind of raise this question of like is Yevgeny actually Mickey's kid or is he Terry's kid or someone else entirely mm -hmm. I do wonder if like maybe the baby looks too much like Terry for him because mm. the baby is it's like the baby's pretty blonde and because earlier too when Ian asked like Mickey I, I like I thought you didn't give a shit about the christening Mickey goes it's my son man like he can't look at him but he feels that that sense of responsibility like he's gotta be there he feels mm -hmm. it even and though like, he, like, built. can't rationalize it to himself. And he doesn't even, like, obviously, like, this is jumping ahead. He, like, doesn't even hold the baby until, like, a couple episodes in the season five. Oh, no, he, he holds, holds the baby in this episode. Oh, I'm so stupid. I totally forgot he does. I that's because just... Svetlana kind of threatens him and, like, dumps him. He holds the baby in this episode. I know. I literally spaced out. I totally forgot what? that one scene because I was thinking but, about like this one conversation they have and I was like, wait, no, he holds him at the christening <laughs> Yeah, in this exact No, scene. but like <laughs> it, it makes the evolution of like the, the episode you're thinking of in season five, it makes it so much more because right now he can't look at the kid. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to. He can't be in the same room. He'd like to turn and run the other way. But like, and then the way he grows, oh, it's fucking beautiful. A lot of that beautiful. because of Ian. Ian coming to live with them and helping take care of the baby. The, the real first thruple was Mickey, Ian, and Svetlana. Thank you very much. So, so like that, true, except she wasn't involved in their love nope. life. She was like, I'm bestie. She was just the baby mama. <laughs> so like that tension is growing and growing and growing and something very intense is happening there. And now it's time for some fucking chaos. Um, Carl and Bonnie are robbing a vending machine at okay, school. I never thought about using a freaking tape measurer to do that. That is so damn smart. Right. Just like hooking it around i'm not gonna use it but that, i was like they Damn. have that like fail stop for people's arms mm. yeah you can't stick your arm through tape measure is smart yardstick oh no because yardstick you can't bend but a tape measure you can bend um so she says she needs to go back to the van her family's in and take care of her her one of her siblings is sick and, and like carl's bronchitis. like and i was like that's a child they need to go to the hospital and carl says well, they should just move into him move in with him and she hugs him and says thank you, and he gets a boner because he's a teenage boy. <laughs> you can just be near someone and no, boner. That was so funny. She hugs him and she's like, "Um, Carl," and he just looks down. And he's like, "You like?" Yeah, and yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, 
<laughs> like all smug about it. It's like, dude, you can't even say sorry. <laughs> and then also in school, Debbie is in science class with the Euphoria kid. <laughs> that's like, that's so the Euphoria guy. <laughs> Her horrible friends can't stomach the frog dissection, which like fair. I skipped class that day. I did not go that day. I didn't even get that. I was so mad. I had to dissect a pig instead. I got Oof. we dissected it online. But uh, Holly invites the Euphoria guy over to her place to watch porn. And he says, he says, I don't like porn. And Debbie says, neither does she. And then they mock porn by making loud porn sounds in the middle of their science class. Yeah. Where is the teacher? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, the sounds are like so corny. But it's like, okay, (laughs) who does that? Just like invites their crush over and just like, do you want to come over and watch porn? I've never casually watched porn like. Like, no, like I think it would be I think it would be better if she just said, Do you want to come over and hook yeah, up? Yeah. Not watch yeah. porn. Like that would make more sense to me. But it's like the watching porn of it all, it's like, yeah, because there's I'll set up my projector and we can pop some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie, girl. <laughs> and then we go back to Fiona. She's still on the bus, still on the way to prison. It's been at least a three hour bus ride. She gets off the bus and is brought inside and we cut away again. Like just little glimpses cold as hell she looks miserable so over to college lip comes to amanda's probability class with liam interrupts the lecture and he like walks in through like the front of the class interrupts the lecture and passes his address up to her through a couple of students like how does he like the way he enters he's like on the stage where like the teachers like presenting <laughs> like the back door to the lecture or something no i know i know how he probably could have got back there yeah yeah but he tells Amanda, bring your parents to my house for dinner if you really want to torture them. Don't ever say I'm not a man of my word again. Ooh. <gasps> hot. Isn't it's hot. He holding, he's holding um a trash bag with Oh, food. He, he even goes, says he was like, we'll be serving lasagna. He's like, we're having cafeteria lasagna. And he's got a trash bag with the serving mm-hmm. cans in it. Yeah, from he does. that morning. Liam in one arm, the trash bag full of stolen cafeteria food in a trash bag. What a man. And he's like. Don't ever say I'm not a man of my word again. Hot. It's hot, Jeremy. It's some hot shit. To the hospital, Sammy and Sheila are doing a spiritual dance that the very cute little girl Sheila has adopted is teaching them. Sammy hates it. Emily is having a great time. As she should. (laughs) And then Carl comes strolling in and he's like, Frank isn't awake yet. They're like, yeah, they don't know what to do. And Carl's like, why don't you just do this? And he smacks Frank in the balls. And it works. That was the craziest part. It fucking worked. This is not the first time someone on Shameless has been woken up by having their genitals touched in a hospital bed. (laughs) Forgot about that one. Zinga. No, because it was so much. It's so weird the way they do it. Because both people woke up. Both people woke up with childlike states of mind. Uh, yeah. So that's so much worse. Yeah. I'm smart, but I'm stupid. Um, I'm so Frank, but I'm <laughs> So Frank wakes up. He's confused. He thinks Sammy is Debbie. He thinks Sheila is his mom. And he thinks Carl is Lip. So a doctor comes in and examines him. And he takes the family outside. And he's like, Frank is experiencing post-op delirium. He's going to be confused about relationships for a little while, but it'll wear off and his brain will, like, correct itself and let everybody And that's, like, standard with, like, a lot of, like, anesthetics and waking up from, like, a long... 
the anesthesia right? and i think it's also because he he woke up pretty prematurely like because carl hit him if he had woken up on his own he probably would have just been a little disoriented but maybe not as out of it as he is right now mm-hmm. yeah so back at school euphoria kid is sketching <laughs> debbie in the library he's um, drawing her he's an artist fl- the, I, this part's so funny. Like, it's, I hate Debbie. She's so awkward. Like, when he shows her that stick figure and he's like, ta-da! And then he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but the part when she's, like, she's sitting still for, like, a minute and then she, like, looks her head one way. She goes, oh, crap. I moved. Did I ruin it? And I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you it's mean you picture. ruined it? <laughs> it's not, like, right? It's like, girl, this is a drawing. He your face shape you didn't change. And so, like, they're flirting, and they're working at a time and place where he can kiss her. And, like, this right here, cute, dumb teenagers doing dumb, stupid fucking idiot stuff. I would have watched Debbie do this for two more seasons. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of shit that I love. they changed her personality just, like, a little bit. But I would have enjoyed seeing Debbie be an actual teenager. It's great, but it is so sweet. It's like, aw, like, like that, that whole middle school, high school thing when you're, like, can I kiss you after school today? Yeah. It's cringe and it's terrible in like the, oh, they're idiots. Like in that way. And I love that. All right. Back to uh, the christening. Uh, Kev is kissing Mickey's fucking ass at the alibi, making up a plate for him. And and Mickey's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Kev is like, I'm just trying to mend fences here. And Mickey's like, me and you, we got some shit to settle. And mm-hmm. Kev is like, no, no, no. I've decided we're cool now. <laughs> I love it because he's just like making his plate for him, and Mickey's just like giving him the most like evil look ever. He's like, I could get my own fucking food, <laughs> but like if you're so even, give Mickey the money back. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Mick, he's like, he gave away his guns. He's trying to be peaceful now. He's trying to stay out of conflict. He's like, so sorry. He realized he fucked up. He's like, let me make nice with Mickey now. Goodbye. And so Svetlana comes up to Mickey. And says, tell your boyfriend to leave. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she looks over her shoulder and there's Ian sitting at the bar. And she's like, tell him to leave or I will. And so he goes over and he asks Ian to leave. And so he goes over to Ian and he's and tells Ian to go. And Ian's at, Ian asks, do you want me to go? And Mickey says, no, I don't want you to go. But the whole thing is going to go a whole lot easier if you do. And I want to take a minute just right here. Before we get into the heavy hitter shit that, like, I want to point something out in this episode. Multiple times in this episode, Ian asks Mickey point blank questions about them and their relationship that Mickey answers with no fucking hesitation. Are we a couple? Of course we are. Do you want me to go? No, I don't want you to go. I'm not lying to you. Like, it's the way that it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's building such a foundation of, like, they have trust. They are together. They are solid. And it's building such a foundation for a big payoff moment of, like, they know what they are. They are finally on even footing. It's just a matter of, like, the rest of the world doesn't get to know what they are. And, like, the way that that tension builds. And it's, like, it makes them solid. And that makes the payoff at the end of this episode so much more fulfilling. Because it's, like, you know that they're there. You know that they're right there with each other. Right. Because in seasons past, there was this, um this sort of like question hanging over of like they don't they've never talked about their relationship they're not official in any capacity but they're establishing here that they're they are like the real deal it's more just like they have to protect themselves first yeah like this isn't mickey being an asshole just to be an asshole it's mickey over and over again going like you are important to me i want you here but because of xyz we can't 
because of this reason we can't because of this obstacle we can't but he's like but i want to and i want this and i want you and ah because he ah! wants to be alive while also still getting to enjoy those things it's just four it's four seasons this episode is the payoff of four seasons of momentum and this this moment this moment is the concrete drying and the climax later is the first big moment where they plant their feet and they go like, I'm not going fucking anywhere. It's excellent. It's fucking excellent. And so, sorry. Sorry about the tangent, but Ian tells no, Mickey. <laughs> Ian tells Mickey that like, yeah, this is where I want to spend my day off because Mickey is here. And Ian's like, if you make me leave, don't come back to the house. And he asks, I'm sick of living a lie, aren't you? And Mickey says, I'm not lying to you. Because lying to Ian is the only thing that matters to him. And Ian says, everyone else? And Mickey says, who gives a shit about everyone else? What fucking difference does it make if I lie to them? And Ian, man, mania in his eyes, screams, because you're not free. And Mickey, the calmest we've ever seen him approach Ian, the softest and calmest, goes, Ian, what you and I have makes me free. Not what these assholes know. <sighs> Oh, mic drop that was crazy well and it also it is reminiscent of the way he acted towards him when ian pulled that knife on kenyatta like he is kind of understanding that ian has reached up to an edge and i he's like trying to kind of talk him down from this edge because i feel like in mickey's mind he's worried like ian is getting so bent out of shape and so frantic that he could possibly say something that could put but them both in danger because now yeah. terry is there and so if terry overhears any of this I mean, it's the end. Yeah. And, like, you could tell there's, like, almost a breaking point in that moment where they, like, they get close to each other and they're looking in each other's eyes. And Ian, Ian's face kind of turns desperate and pleading. And then Terry walks in. And Mickey snap like a rubber band, snaps away from Ian and goes running over to Yevgeny and Svetlana. And, like, he brings, he grabs the baby and she goes, oh, look at, like, running back to daddy. Running to daddy. And he goes, eat me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> eat me uh, okay and like so he presents the baby to Terry and they have like a whole family moment and they like do shots and then Kev comes in and like taps Ian gives Ian a little drink and lets Ian wipe away his tears and he gives him a little wink cause this himbo knows oh, this himbo knows. has cracked the code it's just so much more heartbreaking sometimes because it's like he did this to keep Ian safe yeah. No part of him wants to act this way. Act all buddy, like act all nicey nice with Terry with the baby and like ha- and like hang around Svetlana. It's like no part of him wants to do that. And he's not even doing it to keep himself safe because he puts himself in danger all the time. That's why it's in this episode. It isn't until Ian is ready to explode it that he goes like fuck it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're he's doing it all to keep Ian safe, but if Ian is gonna but be reckless like, on Ian's, his own. If Ian's gonna fuck it up for himself anyway, if he's gonna bring it upon himself anyway, then it might as well might mickey might as well be there to like help pick up the pieces yeah but before before it all hits a fever pitch we go to the gallagher house liam brings or lip brings home liam and dinner and takes a selfie with the cute little smiling liam and texts fiona i think think he's trying to email her i think he's like sending her an email on his phone but i love how he's his he leaves he leaves the message with like don't drop the soap (laughs) yeah and he asks like hey liam anything you want to say to her she goes he goes Fiona, beep, 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 beep. Like, so oh. cute. But I, he... I, I mean, yeah, the texting, either it's, it's like an email or maybe, maybe he's like, 
just been sending them every couple of days so that when she gets out, she can look back on them and be like, oh, you like kind of kept a record for me. Like, yeah. Know what I mean? Like a, like a scrapbook of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> and so he puts Liam down and he puts dinner in the oven uh, to heat up and he goes to look at his grades, but only one of them is posted and it's a C and he gets like a little visibly deflated. Colleges are so like that. They They post them all at different times. Yeah, isn't it established that he needs a B average to keep his scholarship? To keep his scholarship. To keep his scholarship yeah. But he In-house already knows that he thinks he's going to get two A's. No, he doesn't think because I. He doesn't think that. She thinks that. He doesn't no, yeah. think that. Amanda yeah. thinks he's oh, going to. Oh, and she's, she's like, no, you'll at least get like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back at school, Debbie is making out with the Euphoria kid under the stairs, and he tries to take things further, but she puts a stop to it. And then he's like, well, what if I take you to the dance? And he asks her to the dance, and then he takes her shirt off. Well, while she's then... kind of like, she's kind of like glowing over that, like distracted. Then he just kind of like pushes her just... shirt off, like pushes her shirt off to the side, and she doesn't say anything because she's like so swept up in the moment. But it's like that's so bad. Boom! There's a stairwell full of kids taking Debbie's that's picture. Just flashing lights. Euphoria kid is Seema's stepbrother. That is something that would she was like, to why? Euphoria. Why would you do this? And he goes. I don't know, Seema gave me 50 bucks. Seema gave me 50 bucks. Ugh, not holding out for this hero. Absolutely not. And then Seema's there too. This is a college student at this high school making fun of a 12-year-old girl. No, because she took it so too far. So far. Maddie Maddie even says that. Maddie's like, no, what Seema did was beyond. That adult initiated basically an assault of a child. So 911. Right, like it it would be different if she was like, Stop fucking with me and my boyfriend. Like, you know, Thrender, whatever, did all that stuff. No, she stuff. made she her kinda, brother after, touch her. Well, after she showed up with the baseball bat, Debbie was kind of like, okay, she's serious. I'm backing off. Like, she yeah. didn't really try yeah. anything else. Debbie's she could, even, her she own could business. tell Maddie to stop talking to Debbie, like all that stuff. But no, she decided to have people take pictures of this girl half naked. Yeah. Yeah. She was no one of the adult here. Matt yeah. does come around, obviously, like, we'll learn, but like. Well, he's like, that was that was over the line like i broke up with her fucked yeah. up and we'll adjust that later but yeah so lip is peeing at home when all of a sudden every single one of bonnie's siblings come bounding into his living room causing a ruckus and bonnie climbs into the laundry chute until lip comes up and's like yeah no pull her out of there what the fuck are you <laughs> like, doing carl has her like dangling by her ankles <laughs> that is so funny because carl's carl's gone down that chute multiple times oh yeah, oh, yeah. so He's just like, he's like, yeah, no, it's like really fun. You should try it. And Lip asks Carl, he's like, hey, who are these fucking kids in the living room? And Carl just goes, they live in a van and it's the winter. And like the thing about Carl is that he does have a good heart and he tries to do the right thing. He's just a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. And so Lip says that he that the kids can stay until dinner, uh, but then they need to go. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, to be honest with how the Gallagher's are. And how they've been. If it was any other day, I feel like Lip wouldn't have cared. Because it's not like like they're messing stuff up or, like, eating their food or whatever. Like, it just so happens that some very important people are showing up. But then again, it's like, why did you not arrive to this conclusion earlier that it's better for them to be there for what you're trying to accomplish? It's not like he's actually trying to impress Like, it takes them so long to realize what they should do. Like, that this is good. Yeah. And there's a knock at the door, and but it does register with him almost immediately because there's a knock at the door, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? Everybody, be loud, be loud and annoying, and do hey, whatever the fuck loud. you want." And he opens the door, and it's DCSF. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh. Yeah, and then doesn't he turn around? He's like, he's like, hey, stop doing that. And they're like, you said we could do whatever we want. And he's like, and now I'm telling you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In prison, Fiona is getting assigned her bunk, and like she gets her stuff, and she says thank you, and they're like, she gets mocked for it. I, th- I um, think like the prison guard, she was like, you haven't, you haven't laid on the, don't thank me, you haven't tried the bed yet, and then the whole yeah, crowd goes, because it was just a knee jerk, like someone hand you a thing, you say thank you reaction, and they're like brown noser. Yeah. Uh, and she sees a small fight a couple of bunks away and like watches it, but keeps her head down and keeps to herself and tries to just like stay in her own lane. And then back at the hospital, Frank is still really confused. He still thinks Sheila is his mom, and she is being sexual and weird with him anyway. <laughs> this um, well, doesn't she say about. like like he's like he's like mom, and then she goes, "Oh, I forgot I was mom." Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, like she's "Oh, like, I forgot oh, I was mom," wait. and then he was like, he was like, "Wait till we get home." And then yeah, Sheila she makes a face. Him. She gives him a big old kiss, and he goes, "Mom, stop! We're in public. Wait till we get home." Pardon? And then Sheila's face is like. When he says, like, like, wait till we get home, she's like, uh, wait a second. Like, Frank, do we have some childhood sex abuse trauma we need to unpack? No, we're just not going to address it? All right, okay. No, you're not. It was played for laughs. It was played for laughs. Just like every sexual, just like every sexual assault and sameless is a laugh. So DCFS is doing the walkthrough of the house. They're finding loose stairs, exposed nails, places that need a fire alarm. And she's like, she's being very matter of fact or not, and not overly critical she's just like here are the little things and she tells him the amount of kids he's currently babysitting is considered a daycare and to have a daycare you need a license and he doesn't have a license so get a license or babysit less kids so what do you call a freaking birthday party then what do you have to have a fucking license there's usually other parents there yeah he's the only adult there (laughs) and it seems like it seems like their tenure there is a little longer than a couple hours Yeah. yeah She's like, so get a license or babysit less kids. Also, it is like, I think Bonnie has like seven siblings. So there's a total of, I want to say over 12 kids in that house at this point. Jesus. And so she asks where Frank and Fiona are. And like, there isn't a record of Fiona being in prison. Yeah, I'm like, I'm surprised DCFS wasn't flagged immediately when Fiona was arrested. Well, I am like. It's the next day, so maybe like their communication is pretty slow, or maybe. maybe but I'm Shameless like legal like, guardian of five Shameless people like, gets um, incarcerated. They don't, they don't communicate actually. Like that would be why DCFS is there because the legal guardian was incarcerated. Yeah, like, but like right. they haven't. But she doesn't even bring. But then she's like, "So where is she? Like, homegirl, you should know. <laughs> Did you <laughs> right. not well, get the facts?" And they've been lying about Frank the whole time. Oh yeah. So. And, and so lip lies but again. They do know that Monica's out of the house. Yeah, lip lies again and just says they're at work. And then comes in Amanda's parents. She's adopted. Her parents are rich white people. The way she said that, though, she was like, if you can't tell, they're white. (laughs) They bought me from a brothel. Like, (laughs) and so lip introduces himself and all of the van kids and the DCFS worker. And he's like, come in the kitchen and eat. He's like, like, these are all these kids. They live in a van. That's DCFS. Cafeteria lasagna to feed everybody. That sounds kind of good. All right. And then we go to the hospital and deep breath because it's like a big it's a big Emily moment. Um, Frank wakes up again. It's a quiet room. He looks over at Emily and he thinks she's Fiona and they're both really sleepy and out of it. And he apologizes for leaving Fiona and Lip in the park while he and Monica got high. He's like, how long was I out there? It, It must have been really cold. I promise I'm going to be a better dad. 
And Emily, who we established does not have a dad, says it's okay and she's not mad. So, like, sorry, he thinks that, em- okay, I'm just, like, I know that, the, like, the post-op delirium doesn't quite totally make sense, like, I get that, but it's, like, if he thinks Sammy is Debbie, so he's La- imagining Sammy as ve- as a very young child, and he also thinks that Emily as Fiona is the age that Emily actually is. I mean, when he sees Emily as Fiona, no one else is in the room, so it could just be, like, open his eyes first association thing yeah it's a new it's like a new hallucination it's the first dark haired person around him and that's the who he immediately thinks of besides waking well, up and around like he also people. he sees carl as lit but then that age kind of makes sense but it's like the sammy as debbie is really just what throws me off yeah <laughs> i guess i think it's just annoying. female figure right next to him is probably the first thing he thought but but he's, he t- but he's imagining her as a child but like again, I think it's like loud, like loud moment. All the family in front of him goes to sleep, wakes up again, just sees Emily laying beside and him. It's a new, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, I see that. And he tells her he'll take her to Claire's tomorrow to get her ears pierced, and she and he's happy that she is in there with him. And she goes, "Me too, Daddy." She like does says "Me too," Ouch. and it's like a pause, and then she says, "Daddy,", Daddy? and it's just. And Ouch. they hold Ouch. hands. They like reach out hands and they hold hands. Ah! It uh, hurts. And that hand holding hurts all the more. <laughs> Bill Macy works really, really well with really small children. He like, really does. Like freaking shout out to him and Franny's episode, like in the last season. Like I mean, yeah, like, the Shameless's actual last season. Uh, but like, damn, him and kids really do be do put in all the work. His early season, his early scenes with Debbie. Oh. Yeah, his scenes with Liam, his scenes with Carl. He just has like good grandpa energy. I feel like yeah. he does. Him, him and Joe Gumman. It's like I, I got you, bitches. And then we go to Al, we go to the alibi, and um, whew, it's time, it's time, everybody. So Terry is raving about something homophobic that happened to him in prison, um, and S- Svet sit next sits next to Mickey and goes, speaking of queers. And she dangles the idea of outing Mickey to his dad again. And Mickey fucking snaps. He's had enough. He gets up, slams her drink on the table and tells her, keep your fucking mouth shut. Ian cuts in for a second so that we know when Mickey is done with Svetlana, he has to go to talk to Ian. But he turns back to Svetlana and he goes, you know, your life right here is as good as it's ever going to get. You got to go get plowed all day. Yeah. But you come home to a roof over your head and food in your fucking belly. Five years from now, you're going to be a used up, dried up old whore sucking guys off on the sidewalk for five bucks a pop. I wouldn't fuck this up if I were you. Ooh. But he was wrong. Dinger. He was, he was wrong about her. But like that, that moment. Is, that is not where she ends up. <laughs> the fact that Noel did not get a nomination for this episode makes me so fucking angry. It's excellent. This episode is everything to me. I honestly hope in the future that he gets a role that allows him to do legit work. <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? I feel like everything he's done since Shameless has been kind of like stupid. A little yeah. two dimensional. Yeah. And then you had to say it. <laughs> stupid. Everything it he's done since, since Shameless End has been fucking stupid. But then it is like, okay, girl, that's just what you like. <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes over to Ian who lets Mickey know he's leaving. Money. Cars. Cars. Fame. Fame. <laughs> Just in the background of this whole up, whole scene. And Ian says, we're done. 
he doesn't have any interest in being a mistress anymore. And the amount of shit to unpack in that fucking sentence right there. Ian he's does not want to be a mistress. At mm. Every relationship he's ever had, he's been a mistress. He's been a dirty little secret about a married <laughs> man. Ah, uh, that hurts. Yeah, and that so does he, hurt. It it's hurts. Like, ooh, it ouch, hurts so ouch, much. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> and ooh, he gets ooh. in Mickey's face, and he goes, "You think you're a tough man? You're not. You're a coward." They're like nose to nose. And Mickey still has the nerve to say that Ian doesn't understand any of this at all. But Ian's like, fuck you. And the mania rage is making him confident, but, like, it fucking works for him. Well, he, like, he understands, but he doesn't. Yeah, like, he, he gets- under, in- He understands, but it's not it's not getting through his head. Yeah, but he gets in Mickey's face. Mania. And he goes, I understand better than anyone, which he kind of does. He says, you're afraid of your father. You're afraid of your wife. You're afraid to be who you are. Which he's, like, he's all like, up in his face, like, touching his chest, too. Yeah. And he gets he his little coat. And he goes to walk out the door. And Mickey says, good, leave. Hell do I care, bitch. Yes, I did write a fan fiction called 20 Seconds. Because what the hell do I care, bitch? And Ian starts walking towards the door. 20 he seconds pass. He doesn't even pass. look back. Yeah. 20 seconds pass. It's 20 seconds of Ian walking to the door. It's 20 seconds of Mickey seeing Ian walk away from him again. It's 20 seconds of the small semblance of peace that Mickey had clawed his way toward, slipping through his fingers. And Noel tells us Mickey's entire emotional journey in his face, through the tears he almost sheds but doesn't, and the worrying of his lip, and the panic in his eyes. And then the 20 seconds are up, and Mickey has made his decision. Like... It is, it's Money. 20 fucking seconds and it Cars. gets me. <laughs> Fame. <laughs> he bangs on the bar and he gets everyone's attention and the bar goes quiet. The music goes off and Mickey stands in front of everyone in front of Ian Gallagher, almost out the door, out of his life again. And he stands in front of his biggest fear that is Terry fucking Milkovich. And he says, I just want everyone here to know I'm fucking gay. Big ol' Mo. Just thought everyone here should know that. And it goes quiet. Mm. And then the music starts again. And Ian is stunned. And he closes the door to the bar. And he just stands there. And Mickey goes, you happy now? It's like, because the world just keeps turning. Like, yeah. like It I stops, mean, I, but Mi- guess what? It kept on, it, it kept it keep, on continuing. It kept going. Right? Well, it's like, I hate to, I hate to say this because it sounds shitty, but it's like, Mickey, you're not special. Yeah. But like he said it, he said the thing out loud. He confronted the fear. He said the thing. And for a second, everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. And then then Terry reacts. (laughs) (laughs) He stands up. He flips the table. He goes running toward Mickey. But Mickey plants his feet and throws the first punch. He's ready for it because he's not going to stand there and just take it this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And Terry knocks him on his ass and starts wailing on him. But then Ian's there and Ian goes, I've been wanting to do this forever. And he pulls Terry off of Mickey and he jumps into the fight and someone breaks a chair over Ian's back. And he's more pissed about getting hit than he is hurt from the hit. (laughs) favorite thing about that scene, though, is that you can see the back pad on Cam's back for like cushion or protection from getting like the thing from this breakaway chair. I mean, I've I've known this forever, but but. Someone on Instagram, uh, minute by minute, pointed this out to us on one of our posts just because we asked, like, what we 
people want to hear us talk about. But yeah, it's so like every time I watch that scene, I'm like, I can't even like not look at it. I just it's pulls like me so out of the scene chunky. so hard. <laughs> it pulls me out of the scene so hard sometimes. And then I'm like, no, girl, like you got to get back in. You got to suspend that belief. Like, before that scene, when he like does his like, remember the, the meme that came out of him just like screaming? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he just turns in like a primal scream and attacks the uncle. Like, he is in it. He is in it now. He's like, I'm running, girl. And a fight has broken out. And then the priest from the, from the, uh, from the thing is getting his dick sucked in the back room. And he like pulls his, his robe no, no, up. I think he's the... by the front door. I, I think he's just like by the front door. No, he's, he's like, no, he's by the stairs to go upstairs. He's, yeah, by, the back. he's by like the bathroom. Cause you have to go around a corner to get into the bathroom. Yeah. So he's like, he pulls his, his thing up and he's the one that ends up calling. He like asks the woman on her knees in front of him, hand me my phone. Cause it's like hooked to his ankle. <laughs> and that gets us out of this scene of him calling the cops. And then we go back to the Gallagher house for a hot second. Maddie has pulled up and Debbie is out back crying, seeing the pictures of her in her bra all over Instagram. And Maddie says he broke up with his girlfriend when he saw the pictures of Debbie. And he says boys are jackasses. And like, it's nice that he came to comfort her and all. And yeah, what Seema did was fucked up and you should have dumped her. But also, Maddie, you shouldn't be here. The implications are bad and you shouldn't be here. And Debbie keeps insisting she's not a kid. He's like, Seema was the adult and you're the kid and she shouldn't have done this. And Debbie's like, I'm not a kid. Debbie, yes, you are. Shut up, please. Yeah, I know. The one thing about this interaction, though, I get that there's like this implication that he came to. But but he does sit and tell her to her face. You are a kid. Yeah. And like, again, adult. It's nice. He's being nice. He tells her he'll take her to the dance, and he's being nice. But like, there's that was it's the what implication is gonna allow a fucking twenty year old. That was over the line with him telling about the kid about being like, "I'll take you to the dance." That that was over the line. If he had just left it at Seema did something bad, I broke up with her. You're a kid. I would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah. Be there and be like a big brother. Be be a no, friend for her to lean just on. Stringing her along just a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and we go back to the- we just needed a a brief moment to let the fight happen and let time pass, and then we go back to the alibi. Terry and Mickey are being drugged out of the alibi by police. I'm sure we've all watched this scene a million times, and it starts off with the uncle going, Don't hit no cops, Terry! Don't hit no cops! Don't hit no cops! (laughs) I could quote that whole scene, literally, like, word for word, and- Uh, fucking F-word, get out of my house, you pull smoking queer. Fuck you, don't worry about it. Yeah, Terry's on one on one cop car yelling yelling slurs at Mickey, telling him to get the fuck out of his house. And then Mickey is bent over another cop car going, fuck you, don't worry about it. I've been staying at Ian since you've been in the can, bitch. Guess what we've been doing, daddy? We've been fucking. And Noel humps the front of the cop car. Incredible. Because <laughs> well, he's, he's bent over with a guy yeah. behind him. And he goes, and I take it. He gives it to me good and hard and I fucking like it. Yeah. He is a legend, icon, star, <laughs> slayer. Oscar and- winner, Emmy winner, Tony winner, <laughs> <laughs> SAG Award, BAFTA, I don't know. Grammys, fucking <laughs> everything. People's choice, kids' choice, everything. Two kids cops choice. start dragging a kicking Terry. Also, shout out to Dennis Cochran. He's being very physical in these scenes, and it's really well done. Um, he's like kicking and screaming and getting drug past uh, him with by the cops. 
And Mickey goes, fuck you. I suck his dick. I fucking love it. And he like kicks at him and he fights. Terry's like roaring. He's like yeah. scrowling. Well, like, whole, and it's like a callback to that whole scene where Ian's like, will you suck my dick whenever I want? It's like, Mickey kept good on his promise. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, I did. And the cop's like, the fuck is wrong with you, Terry? You've been out for four hours and you're starting to fight? You're breaking your probation. And Terry gets hauled in a car and driven away. And there's that one little shot that I think is improvised of Ian just flipping off the cop car as it drives by. <laughs> it's so funny. He's so mad. He's well, just like, Ian is like, bitch, bitch. <laughs> I do wonder like how Ian, how Ian did not end up getting arrested for this fight either. Yeah. Because they were going to arrest Mickey. It's not like Mickey's on probation. Is it just because they were the two? How did who Ian walk away it? free? Homeboy literally looks like a murdered. Yeah. No, it was like Ian, Ian's got this broken ass nose and he's like, uh, I wasn't involved at all, actually. I was just standing I did there. not throw a single punch. Terry and Mickey were probably like still going at it when the cops showed up. That's probably, probably why they, yeah. And then the cop arresting Mickey takes the cuffs off of him and he's like, you're free to go. And Mickey's like, what? Mickey's like, so confused. If I arrest you, it'll, if I arrest you, it'll be a lot of paperwork. Keep me at the station all night. I'd rather go home to my husband, Carlos. Oh, wow. So, like, the fact that Mickey was a queer person standing up to his homophobic dad is making this cop look the other way. In other words, what Ian and Mickey have set him free. Literally. Slayed. 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 Um, Ate it up. Nancy, Um, Lisa, I owe you everything. Like, ah! Oh, God. It's so good. It's like, bite my fist good. Ah. In the Gallagher kitchen. <laughs> They're finishing up dinner and telling Amanda's parents about Fiona and why she's in prison. And Amanda's mom doesn't want her dinner. So Lip grabs it and brings it into the living room for the social worker. He's so funny. He's literally like, oh, do you mind? Do you mind? If I that? And then he like brings it over and he's like, he's like, um, cafeteria lasagna. Just if you wanted any. He's like, wonder if you're hungry. Like, also, I'm surprised that the DCF lady is there for so damn long. It's a, she's was writing, a whole home she's writing up a report. She's yeah. writing up a report to give to them so they know what to improve on. And then she's also writing a copy for herself. Were, was she just office. like a normal scheduled one for just No, like it was a surprise visit. It was, it was a surprise visit, but she knew she was going to be there. Gotcha. It was a surprise visit for him. And he's like, anyway, we can reschedule. She's like, wouldn't be much of a surprise, would it? And so <laughs> she clarifies. She's like, so all of these kids, they live in a van? And Lip's like, yeah. She's like, and you're taking care of them? He's like, vans are cold. It's winter. Yeah, I'm letting them stay here. Uh, and she's like, so you know, most of the families I see are trying to dump kids, not collect more. So she, like, has fully softened his cause. Oh, remember Mama Kamala, though? Yeah. Uh, and she she gives Lip her report and then tells him when the next surprise visit is going to be. So, like, like, he won. Saturdays from next or something like that. Yeah, she's and he's like, like, and it looks like my next surprise visit will be two Saturdays from now. And then he's like, he won he won her over he's doing a good job and he won and then more good news he goes into the kitchen and amanda's like you got an a and a b in two of your classes so even with a c he's keeping his average he's not losing his scholarship and upstairs carl is in fiona's room on her bed with bonnie emailing her Stay in prison so I can keep your bed. (laughs) Him and Bonnie take like a cute little selfie together. It's really cute. And so he turns off the light and he takes off his shirt and Bonnie tells him, I don't like sex. And so Carl puts his shirt back on. No, no contest, no questioning. Oh, she doesn't like sex. Puts the shirt back on. 
Yeah. Even if he's like, that's not even what I was going for. Like, she doesn't want it off. And then him and Lip have, like, a cute conversation about it, like, afterward. I think, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. And so they just cuddle instead. And it's really cute. It's really sweet. And downstairs, Amanda's parents are saying they want Lip to stop seeing Amanda. They offer him money. And he's like, I'll give you $10,000 cash right now. And Lip's like, you have $10,000 cash on you right now? He was like, in, in this neighborhood? neighborhood. <laughs> and he's like, am I not supposed to? <laughs> but before Lip can give an answer, it's time for more Emily. Frank tries to get out of bed. He's going to get him and Fiona something to and eat. And you see... And then back at the house, it cuts like back and forth between Frank walking around the hospital and Lip and Amanda in the house. We go back to the house. Lip tells Amanda about the money. And she's like, did you take it? And he says he took it. And she seems genuinely pissed. And she takes her things and her parents and she leaves. Meanwhile, Frank is wandering around the hospital with his bag of brown pee. And stares down a doctor who's got like a fudgy brownie on the table and like stares at it. I'm surprised the doctors are just letting his ass walk around the hospital because he obviously is not in the position to just be out and about right now. And he's in like the cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, people, I mean, they probably didn't know because people walk around with their IVs and their catheters mm -hmm. in all the time at the hospital. And so they were probably just like, but then the way they just look at him and Frank just like looks down at the brownie, he's like, and they just hand it to him. And he, he, like walks makes, away. he like makes eye contact with the doctor. He's like, <laughs> he takes the brownie, slaps his pee bag down, takes a bite of the brownie, and then like picks up a napkin instead of the plate, and then picks his pee bag back up and keeps moving. And just like, <laughs> and then we go to Lip brushing his teeth when Amanda knocks on the front door. It was a scam. She had told Lip to hold out for more money, but he freaked out when he saw the cash and just took it. I would too. Yeah, isn't she like, they gave my BMX boyfriend in high school like 15K or something. <laughs> He's like, I didn't He's know like, he'd have I it in cash. Have it on him. Yeah. <laughs> and so she smiles and she leads him upstairs. So it was a scam. They're still together. It's very oh, cute. Yeah. Is that, there's a moment earlier I forgot to mention when he finds out his grades where he kisses her. And then he kind of, like, just, like, looks at her fondly after. And it's, like, Ooh. this is the moment where it's, like, he's actually kind of starting to fall for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he actually really enjoys her. Back outside the alibi, Ian and Mickey are sitting on cars, just catching their breath. And one of Mickey's uncles walks by and goes, gay, huh? And just walks away. <laughs> and Ian and Mickey swap a flask back and forth between each other, a prop that Cameron bought to set that day because he is a method actor little boy. And he still has that flask that was pointed out to me. That was a cam improvisation. He brought a flask with him and they're passing one back and forth. And it's nice. It keeps a little connection between them. And Mickey's like, I think I broke half a fucking tooth. And Ian says <laughs> his ribs hurt. And then Ian, there's like a moment where Mickey like kind of settles and looks down and like you, you could see everything wash over him. And Ian goes, so you're really out, huh? And Mickey says, doesn't mean I'm going to wear a fucking dress or anything. And Ian says, no one asked you to, but you do have really nice legs. <laughs> do, whatever you do, don't think about season seven. Don't do it. Don't do evil. it. Don't do it. Evil, evil, evil. Evil. And they laugh and Ian's ribs hurt. And we take a second to see like the gravity of the night hit them both. And Ian goes over and kisses Mickey's forehead and like nudges him to move so that they can both, they're covered in blood. Oh my like, god, they look disgusting. <laughs> that was improvised, reportedly. Um, that was the last take of the night. And so the, the kiss on the forehead was improvised. Yeah. Mickey has this really weird uh, 
sense of like it's like relief but also mixed with like fear because not only is it like what the fuck am i gonna do now because there's always this impending doom of like when terry gets out of prison but he's also relieved that he actually did it um also here is the scene where sleep forever by portugal the man starts playing and as this podcast resident music snob this band and this song have been on my playlist forever i get so emotional it's (laughs) i probably cried to this song like five or six times it's beautiful if you haven't listened to it in full with headphones in like it's the last song on their album called in the mountain in the clouds and that whole album the whole thing is just so melancholy so layered it's really good but they're still making music portugal man so my friend just just saw them in concert the other night actually Mm -hmm. in dc they just released a new song it's pretty good it's very different from in the mountain in the clouds but it's 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 pretty vibey and yeah like that song is excellent and it continues through like the whole end of the episode because at the hospital frank gets back in bed but there's a commotion on the other side of the curtain where emily's bed is there's a code running and the doctors call time of death and they wheel her out of the room and frank like calls after her because he thinks it's fiona like he still thinks it's fiona uh i feel so bad for him like the pain that he must have genuinely felt one of the only times i feel bad for frank when he gets upset and also like for me made me think a lot about the series finale and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing they didn't pull it off they didn't pull it off as well in the series finale but no yeah the fact that this wasn't even the finale episode of the season and that they did way better of a final episode than their actual entire series i think that's because the actual finale of this season was meant to serve as like the aftermath episode yeah, yeah definitely and like it's that it's frank calling after a fiona he thought just died in front of him and then we cut to fiona in prison like that just the editing choices of this and we cut to fiona in prison she's using the toilet she's showering around a bunch of people like she is she is at her rock bottom she's miserable she's 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 her father's daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's how the episode ends. Credit song continues, Portugal the Man, no after credit sequence. And like, that is the soft landing of and Emily. that's Emily. And that's Emily. Damn. Like, that Jesus Christ. How was that not the season finale? Like, that, and that's Emily. No, I, I would, I think that having the season finale be what it was was good to explore the aftermath of the events that happened yeah. in mm-hmm. episode no 11. i think it's still i think that was important it definitely still worked well with it being such a big episode and not it not being the finale and it still worked for it to just how shameless does with like every other season has like a really strong ending. going back to the series finale episode 11 was killer oh yeah in the last season and then the only thing was that episode 12 flopped but but i would say even again in season seven like episode 11 was killer oh yeah and episode 12 was just like the calm after the storm exactly exploring the aftermath so i think that that's like definitely a pattern it works well for like a show that's like continuous obviously but like especially with a show like shameless i'm like so how many bombs you're gonna drop like <laughs> like what are we trying yeah. to do here yeah oh, well because they're bad with plot yeah. yeah and like i just i love a good penultimate episode this shit is so fucking good and like i don't know what else we could say about emily that we haven't said this is the most analytical i feel like i've gotten all season and or in the last couple of seasons and it was so fun it was <laughs> so fun 
I got so I'm analytical. We didn't spend more time on that. I mean, we've only been recording for almost an hour and a half. I'm surprised we haven't been recording for two hours. Yeah, because Emily is a relatively short episode. I think it's like, and a- it is also like, it's like, what do you say? Yeah, like, can you say that? Hasn't I think it's been just said? like the the sh- episode itself is very fast. It's just the layers of what are happening in the scenes of what get you because you have to overanalyze it because you're like, it's deeper than this homeboy just coming out right now. Yeah. Or, like, it's deeper than Frank, like, having his, like, memory, like, fucked up and seeing his young child, like, daughter again in someone else. Yeah. It's making Frank vulnerable. It's it's the payoff of four seasons of buildup of Ian and Mickey. It's mm-hmm. whatever the Four's fuck is happening with Debbie. Like, it's, it's, it's Lip. Episode. It's Lip realizing he's doing okay. Like, he is doing okay in school. He's doing okay in a relationship. He's doing okay taking care of the kids. He's doing all right. They mm-hmm. might be all right. Like, there definitely are a lot of open ends within a lot of the characters, but I feel like this episode did do a lot to like kind of like wrap it up in some way to them to start like that new life. Because you know how like it always like the next season's like everyone's thriving and doing a new thing. So like they yeah. definitely wrapped it up for them to start to be season five and what they're gonna be and act like in season five. Yeah, they're recovering. And so in the season four finale. Frank finally hears about his deathbed marriage. He finally found finds out that he's married. Um, the kids talk about visiting Fiona. She gets a visit from her parole officer. Frank gets told he has to stay sober. Sheila kicks Sammy out. Svet says that Mickey has to help with the baby or she'll kill Ian. <laughs> Mickey yells, we're, t- we're taking care of him here. He's family. Clever editing in that little uh, trailer. Lip runs into Mandy at the diner. And everything falls to shit. Ay, ay, ay. Like, season four, season four, they knew what they were doing. And it was, like, setting off. And then season five is, like, solid, solid, solid flop. Like, mm-hmm. it's so sad. And then season, season five's six, beginning is so good. Well, and that's, and that's, like, and then season six is, like, flop, 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 flop. Amazing. Yeah. In the then back season half. seven's like season seven's pretty decent all the way through, and then season eight is like, I am also flopping. And then season nine is flop. I am also flopping. I am also flopping. <laughs> season ten season is 10 like was entertaining. It's like we're adjusting. Season ten, but to like me we're just not at the top like, of our game. Season ten felt like let's bring back all the fan favorites and act like it's season like at what's it felt like season one again in a way. And then honestly, season, 11, season they, ten should have been it. They should yeah. have done season 11. It should have been it. They ruined it with COVID, and I will forever say that. <laughs> I, and, like, what a fitting note to end on the wedding, too. That was yeah, nice. I know. And, like, even with the end credit scene, that still would be, like, such a good, like, tie-up to the whole show. Well, and there was supposed to be a whole cartel storyline with... That was dropped. Season 10. It was dropped. There was supposed to be... um. Well, because Cameron broke his leg. I think that's the reason that was dropped. Yeah, so then they but had to brighten him. They had to work his around that. Leg. And then season 11, had had it not been during the pandemic, I feel like they could have accomplished a lot more of what they were trying to do. But I, I do think season 10 ended on like it sucks a great because note. You're right <laughs> with pandemic stuff. Yeah, if they, I feel like if also it was at a point in the pandemic where. I would have preferred them to not write it in because I would have been like, we are so depressed and stuck inside. 
And like, like they, why are you just reminding us of that? I think I said this during the some of the season I was 11 about to episodes. Say I get why Amanda. like Grey's Anatomy did it. Mm-hmm. I get why, sh- but like Shameless is not a show that needed to do it. Yeah, like some I shows get just why shows they, not to do it. They want to stay topical. They want to stay political. I get that. I really wish they would have just said it, you know, right after the events of season ten, and then it would have just been like pre-pandemic. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, like, like it's so true. Like what? Well, like, and also the way that Frank like died. It was like, yeah. guys, that was too on. It the wasn't nose. even a satisfying yeah. death in that many. It's like saying anything. Like, well, it was just sad because it was like, okay, Frank Gallagher has been through so much shit, and you're gonna like, cut him survived off. Survived like the most. Survived. Survived the most harrowing circumstances and injuries and fucking covid got him and i feel like emily is like why we like we think of emily when we think of the finale or we think of the finale we think of emily because like they were so clearly trying to recreate the magic that they had in these frank hospitals especially with the hand holding get there yeah the parallels of like holding the hand as the person's passing away and stuff like that like it like shows that they tried so hard to like replicate it but not not good at all (laughs) it was not good at all like lightning can't strike twice babes like but nothing takes away from the brilliance of emily emily is such a good fucking episode i'm so happy we finally got to it i know that was awesome um so let's you know what let's not say anymore let's save the rest of it for the finale whenever that goes up (laughs) uh whenever we get a chance to record it if you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, it's Luck We Had Pod. Email us, luckwehadpod at gmail.com. Go to our link tree, find our Ko fi, get some stickers, get some shirts, hang out with us, talk to us, message us, email us. We love to hear from y'all. Like asking you guys what things you wanted us to point out in Emily, like helped us structure some of these notes, which was really oh, nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Abnormal Amanda on Twitter, at Abnormal Amanda 18 on Instagram, and at Abnormal Amanda underscore 18 on TikTok. My lovely co hosts, where can they find you on the internet? You guys can find me on TikTok at Unevent. You can find me on Instagram at I'm OK4000, or you can follow me on Twitter at Internet Life Yo. And Lena, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Durs. Olmbic, but the L is an I, like the character from Workaholics. You can find me on Instagram at Kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. I've been thinking about making a return to TikTok, but I'm not going to say that's for sure yet, so I'm not going <laughs> to drop that. I, I barely post on it anymore because it takes up so much room in my phone. It takes up 16 gigabytes when I don't oh even have a single God. draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, tr- I don't operate it as much on my phone anymore. <laughs> Clear cache as often as you can. I do every time I open it still really? 16 gigs yeah Jesus. i'd have to delete the app um <laughs> but yeah i am abs i'm an absolute menace on twitter i'm trying to get um i'm trying i i successfully launched workaholics stan twitter <laughs> i'm working on danny mcbride stan Tw- i'm 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 launching it guys soft mm-hmm. launch <laughs> But I want to say a very big thank you to all of our listeners for being so patient, for being so wonderful, and for tuning in for Emily. We really, really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and tell us what you think, but please be nice to us. We are fragile, fragile people. Rate, review, subscribe. It is a treat. It's fun. And I'm glad that we're like finally having fun with it again. I agree. Which is so nice. Um, anything else you guys want to say? I, I think that's it. I don't think so. Until next time, until the season finale of season four... Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. Thank you so much. Goodbye. This is the best. 
<laughs> Bye, friends. <laughs>